0: You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2023. We have a lot of Coinbase news today, including the fact that allegedly Coinbase executives hid some negative information in order to enrich themselves. That is today in Web3. Welcome back. Welcome back on The Startup just like we do every week. Please, I know this gets repetitive. Do me a favor, though. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, click the bell icon. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, click those five stars and leave us a nice comment because when people are searching the show, they click on the show, they look at your comments, they go, hey, i'm gonna give them some time i'm gonna give matt some time try to listen to his show and hopefully i like it and the only way they're gonna do that and click on the show and have confidence to do so is because they see a lot of people saying good things about the show so if you haven't done so please do so if you have done so i sincerely thank you let's get into today's headlines So Coinbase is going to face a shareholder lawsuit claiming that there was information that the executives and insiders knew about that was negative about Coinbase that they did not disclose when they went public, allowing to the executives and early investors to sell a lot of their stake in Coinbase, getting very, very rich. How rich, you might ask? Well, just for the top executives, that adds up to about $1.09 billion. So what were the claims? What did they fail to disclose? well. They failed to disclose that the company's revenue was being squeezed as more of its customers objected to Coinbase's transaction fees and went elsewhere for cheaper deals. Coinbase stated that the company must prepare for this inevitability of fee compression. And this was from a document presented to the board prior to the direct listing, according to the suit. The other alleged non disclosure was that the company was planning an additional private sale of $1.25 billion in new convertible notes after the direct listing that would dilute any existing shareholders. And so basically, when it was listed, Coinbase went up to over $400. Shareholders hodled for dear life because they thought that it was going to go up. But they might have, what they're claiming, is they might have acted differently if they knew this information. And the fact is that some executives, some early shareholders, some early investors and board members acted differently. When Coinbase went public, cashing out on their stocks, making a hell of a lot of money. How much money? Well, Brian Armstrong cashed out for $291.8 million. Mark Andreessen cashed out for $118.6 million. Chief Operating Officer Emily Choi sold some of her shares for $213.9 million. Chief Financial Officer Alyssa Haas sold $99.3 million worth. Chief Accounting Officer Jennifer Jones sold $43.4 million worth, and investor Fred Wilson's Union Square Ventures firm sold $1.81 billion worth of shares. So I'm going to put a caveat to Fred Wilson's uh, sell because he was the lead of the Series A funding round. He bought $5 million worth of Coinbase at $0.20 a share, basically a quarter of Coinbase, putting a big risk into the company, valuating the company at only $20 million at the time. And, well, to be honest with you, if you are that early and you had that much confidence and you rolled them all the way until an IPO, then, you know, you probably should be able to sell. And good for him for for selling that. But would people have acted differently if they had all of the information and all that information was out? We don't know, but that is what the lawsuit is saying. Let me know what you think. Comment below or send me an email at bookings at todayweb 3com Well, that's not all the Coinbase news we have today and not all the lawsuits that Coinbase is going to be dealing with right now. A legal suit alleges that Coinbase exchange violated Illinois biometric privacy laws through its know-your-customer checks and related data storage. So this is what happens, is when you open an account on Coinbase or any exchange here in the United States, you have to do a KYC, know-your-customer check. And basically, you take a picture of your state ID or federally-issued ID, front and back, and then you have to take a selfie with said ID to show that, hey, it's me holding an ID that has me on it with my address and so on and so forth. And they store that information to basically have proof that you are who you say you are and acting in a way that is compliant with the laws. But this complaint says that the users have no protection against identity theft if the centralized company's biometric data is hacked. It also insists that the company should permanently destroy its users' biometric data immediately following the successful KYC check. And there is no written policy made available to the public establishing retention schedules and guidelines for permanently destroying biometric data. The plaintiff is a Coinbase user, and he's only seeking around $5,000 worth of damages. And to be perfectly honest, I think that this is going to go rather quickly. It's only $5,000 in damages. And to be frank, he has a point. There should be an idea of how your data is being used, stored, and if it's going to be deleted or not. And how long do they keep it? But I do have another point here, is like If this is only an Illinois law, how is a company supposed to navigate the multitude of laws and little bit of fine print in every little law that says, hey, this is how you're supposed to handle data? This is where I think it's a failure of federal government to have guidelines of how your data is used across all states and the industries that collect your data. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too, Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I do see this guy's point, but this is, again, we're putting the burden on the company and the patchwork of laws instead of the government coming out and just saying, like, this is how it's going to be. What do you think? Bookings at TodayInWeb3.com. Now, even though there's a lot of lawsuits for Coinbase right now, that is not stopping Kathy Effin Wood because she, if you see that there's a dip to buy, she's BTFDing. And she's doing that again. Her U.S. investment firm ARK Invest, added 129,604 Coinbase shares worth over $6.4 million. But they also added 23,456 shares to its ARK Invest Next Generation Internet ETF and 15,809 shares to its FinTech Innovation ETF worth over $1.1 million and $790,000 respectively. So even though you might think there's some doom and gloom for Coinbase crypto Bitcoin in the future and regulations here in the United States, looks like it's not slowing Kathy Wood down. Remember, if there's going to be another bull like a 2025 proper crypto Bitcoin bull, Coinbase is going to the moon in 2025. That's not for sure. This is definitely a gamble on Kathy Wood's part. However, just look at the history. This next story is about the rich getting richer, but getting caught. Bear with me. The Sway Network is a layer-1 blockchain created by Mistin Labs, a startup that was founded by former executives of Meta's crypto division. It's a proof-of-work blockchain built using the open-source Move programming language, which was originally developed for Meta's abandoned Diem project. Sway's mana is slated to go live on Wednesday, and Binance is facilitating the launch by making Sway the 33rd project to go live and debut on its launch pool platform. But here's the thing. There's tokens to give out. And if you're staking and helping out the project early... You're gonna get a percentage of these tokens. So part of the staking terms is there is no upper limit, meaning that you can send it however much you want to claim as much of this way when it gets delivered to you when the mainnet goes live, as you want. Justin Sun he figured that out as well, and he sent 56.1 million dollars of TUSD, the Tron stablecoin, USD stablecoin, to the staking protocol, in hopes of getting this token drop, and well people were upset. Bloomstar BMS tweeted for people hoping to get plenty of sway through their Binance launch pool, a whale is already on his way to pack it all. Well, because of whale alert and tweets like this all on Twitter about Justin Sun moving 56 plus million dollars to basically capture all this all the airdrop, all the token drop, CZ, the CEO of Binance, had some words. He tweeted, "Our team just told Justin Sun, if he uses any of these to grab the launch pool sway token, we will take action against it. Finance launch pool are meant for airdrops for our retail users, not just a few whales. On the bright side, blockchains are transparent. And to this, Justin Sun calls this whole thing an oversight. Oopsie, he says. And he replied to CZ's post, saying that he was not fully aware of the intended purpose of the funds. And he said that he wanted to use this opportunity to facilitate market making between TUSD exchanges thereby enhancing liquidity and trading volume rather than participating in any exchange promotions. Upon realizing this error, he says, we immediately contacted the exchange team and arranged for full refunds of the funds. So it looks like Justin Sun was caught. Again, he was trying to use the money as leverage to get more money. And, well, I have to say kudos to CZ for putting a stop to this. And also, Whale Alert and everybody else who spoke up against this. This was obviously gaming the system. Blur, the leading NFT exchange, has a new lending product called Blend. Clever name, I'll give them that. And it's now live. And if you have a Punk, a CryptoPunk, you can borrow up to 42 ETH within seconds. And if you want an Azuki, you can now buy one with just 2 ETH up front. Basically, they have a lending program where you can leverage your already existing NFTs for ETH to do whatever you want with it. And if you want a very expensive NFT, you can now I guess, rent to own. Today, the only way to get liquidity on your NFTs is to sell them. If you have a punk and want to buy a new NFT for 10 ETH, but don't have the money in your wallet, you have to sell your punk. This forces HODLers out of collections and hurts the floor prices. With Blend, NFT holders can now borrow against their NFTs without needing to sell. Buy now or pay later. On the flip side, if you want a punk, you can now use your BNPL to buy a punk with only 8 ETH up front. The rest is borrowed. After making your BNPL purchase, you can repay your borrow at any time to take full ownership of your NFT, or list your NFT anytime to keep any profit when you sell. To get started by using Blend, borrow up to 42 ETH against your punk or buy your first Azuki with only two ETH. Now on Blur, this is a horrible idea. I have my own opinions, but let's see everybody else's first. First rule of NFTs, only invest money you can afford to lose. If you need a loan, you're overexposed. So just don't do it. And don't let Blur tell you something else. In this space, there are kids playing with money. Give them a loan and take their pocket money is just criminal. So what's my opinion on this is that this is just banking 101 and banking being reimagined in the digital space. For NFTs, for DeFi, and so on and so forth, we're basically cutting copying products that already exist in the real world, in the real financial or the TradFi. But in the meantime, we know exactly that this is problematic, that all of these things are problematic leverage and debts and if you don't have the money don't buy it. I mean Dave Ramsey always says pay cash for everything you can but this now we're going to be craving and coveting and envying and a greedily wanting JPEGs and so we're going to borrow for JPEGs this is not going to end well. And I mean and this is the same day that we had our third bank collapse, First Republic we had three already this year we have a bunch of banks already holding commercial property that's worth pennies on the dollar We have high Fed rates, we have a debt ceiling coming, we have so much instability in the financial markets right now that we're just going to play the same game in this new financial system, which is basically not new. So, I don't know, yeah, bad idea. You can do it, gamble even more, stack risk on top of risk, but just know what you're getting yourself into. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here we go, money talk. And the time is 10 20 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $28,155, down 1.4%. 24. Ethereum's at $1,840, down 0.3%. 24. Tether's number 3. Binance is at 323 down 3.5%, 3. and USDC's number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, Cardano, Dogecoin, Matic, and Solana. Total market cap, we sitting at $1.16 trillion, a BTC dominance of 46.7, and an ETH dominance of 19% even. And because I know you need to know uh, Pepe, remember we we're talking about Pepe coin, the meme coin, that just launched like a week or two ago. I think the last time we spoke about it on this show was at $40 million market caps, and a lot of people gaped into it, and we saw like 100x moves on it. Well, it just moved into the top 100 and saying at number 92 on market cap ranking at about a half a billion dollars. That's today in Web3, and until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone. Hey, everyone. The bull run is coming. It's coming quick, and you need to be up to date on everything that's happening in the Web3 space. So please, follow us on Twitter, and like, subscribe, share these videos, so we can keep you up to date daily on Web3 News.